Mix 94.5. Hello, producer friends. Hi. Hello, and presenter friend. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> what a strange uh, way to start. We, we do the, <laughs> this is how we do the podcast these days. You guys get in every day. I mean, thought once a week last year was working out quite well. Clearly, that's not enough for you two. So, yeah, no, five, um, five days a week is better. Five days we a week. This. Yeah, we chose five this. Five days a week. So, uh, what, how are we kicking off a podcast today? What have you got? Well, you pitched one this morning uh, about a competition in Port Lincoln. Yeah. The tuna throwing. Would you like to just explain oh. about it? And then Rami and I have a few ideas. It got okay. way too much press. <laughs> what, really? throwing of tunas? It's so stupid. She was fantastic. <laughs> Let's it, give man. it more press. Uh, Let's so talk about it right now. It got, it got me, it got, it got my attention um, because I saw it on the television, somebody slinging a tuna around. And I dare say that having worked in the fishmongers for many years, that you yeah. have thrown a tuna or two at a friend. Have we what? Yeah. Uh, tunas, crayfish, uh, generally anything with sharp and pointy spikes, you mm-hmm. throw them at each other. But no, we like a hammer throw. So it's at Port Lincoln in South Australia, um, and every year they hold it on Australia Day, and it's a festival that goes for like two or three days. And they do. They get contestants to pop up, and you get a tuna. Now, it's not a real tuna. It's a fake oh. tuna. But it's a big tuna, and it's got a rope attached to it, like the hammer throw at the Olympics. And you have to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin, and, spin and then let this thing go and see how far you can send the tuna. Great. Yeah. So it's shot put in the shape of tuna. No, it's hammer throw. Hammer throw. Shot oh, put's different. Throw. Shot put's where you've got it on your shoulder, and you have to oh, okay. push it out. You know way too much about random things. That's my job. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Job. Thanks for doing it. You're welcome. It is actually my job. But what a weird thing to happen in Australia, yeah. though. Is like, it though? Is it a weird thing? Like I don't, th- I don't find it. I don't find it unusual for something like that to be taking place somewhere, and in particular, South Australia. In particular, South Australia, yes. and in particular, in particular, like a portside regional town, yes, called yeah. particular. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. I just feel this like is this is particular. a random competition you'd hear about on some in some Bible Belt state in America, like the Midwestern parts. Well, there are more churches than people in South Australia. So, is there, mm, yeah, that's, well, not that's actually. Why, that's why they call it city of churches. City of churches. Yeah. That explains mm. the why did Don't even get us started on our city of lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> city of lights. Got a lot Isn't of it? No, no it's city lights. of lights. Everyone knows it's city of lights, and the city of Perth just chose to start calling it city of light. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to city of Perth. <laughs> we got a Another plug. Um, anything else? Is that it? Well, we, we we're, we're discussing, because usually we try and run these things into what we call phones, where we open up the lines and then people phone in. Yeah. Rami and I both come up with separate ones for this tuna throw oh, thing in Port Lincoln. So my, the one that I came up with is what's the weirdest one you've thrown. Which is better. Oh, okay. So a quick one around the, the table. Like the weirdest thing you've thrown? Yeah. The weirdest thing ever? No, the weirdest thing you've thrown. Yeah, okay. The weirdest thing I've thrown. You have a bit of time to think about it. Rami yeah, does have an answer. I do have one. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? It's what, not X-rated. What you've thrown. Um, no, when I was in Karajini up north in WA over the summer break, we were staying in this little eco tent in mm-hmm. the middle of the outback, and there were frogs inside the <gasps> toilet every time I went to go use it. When I first went into the toilet, the first few days, I was a bit worried about them, so I just flushed them to get them to go away. By the end of it, I was just so used to them. I would grab my, into the toilet, grab them, and just fling them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wow. That is amazing. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it gave me... flinging frogs left, right and centre. It did give me time to think about something I've thrown. It's probably... The reason I remember it is because I regret it. I regret throwing it. What? I got into an argument with my brother. Mm. 
when we were younger and we were sort of chasing each other around the house a bit and there were no there was no other parents or anyone home and I got angry and I picked up and threw at my brother a horse magnet. Now, I don't know if you know, they're kind of like yay high and they're very heavy. They're like a really big industrial horseshoe type. A horseshoe magnet. It's it's a horseshoe shape, but they're like a magnet shaped in a horseshoe. They're heavy. They're like the ones that you always used to see like on Saturday morning cartoons Cartoons. and stuff with Wiley Coyote. Yes. I threw one of those at my brother's head. Oh my God. And bless my brother. Thank goodness he was so fast. He ran into his bedroom and he shut the door, and the magnet went into the door. And then I had to put Jeez. a weird poster on his door in a weird location. Mum and Dad came home and were like, "That poster's in a weird spot on the wow. door." I was like, yeah, because I nearly <laughs> hit my brother. And I'm so glad, like, I because obviously as a kid, instant regret where you go. If that had have hit him yeah. in the head, it would have caused some very serious damage. That's insane. So I was very grateful that it didn't. Wow. Yeah. Or it hits him and it sticks to him and you find out he's one of those weird magnetic people <laughs> from, Rip- from, Ripley's so from Ripley's Believe It or Not. From Ripley's Believe It or Not that we used to watch like back in the day. Honestly, his whole world is Marvel, isn't it? It really it's is. It's just yeah. all cartoons. Oh, no, well that, no, actually, no, it is Marvel because it's Magneto yeah. and he's from Marvel. He's from the Marvel Universe. There's always a connection. Dad! Yeah, <laughs> Did you throw anything weird? Uh, did I throw anything weird? I, well, we've got that sausage that um, <laughs> is at home. And Carrot, the producer, and I, Carrot set up his water bottle. Um, this was like just before we were getting off ago. the air this morning. It was about 20 minutes ago. Carrot <laughs> set up his ho- like water bottle halfway down the hallway and we were throwing the sausage at it just to see if we could hit it. Is that what you guys were doing? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking to Kimber. That is normally not what people call throwing the sausage. Yeah, we were throwing the sausage down down a hallway. (laughs) Oh, God. But we weren't, that's what we were doing. You guys are disgusting. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. (laughs) We were throwing sausages down a hallway. Shut up. (laughs) It's a good team sport. And Carrot won. Carrot won, by the way. Yeah, dude. Good sausage work. Oh, God. All right. What's on the podcast today? Straight down the middle, he did. Um, Okay. uh, Why can't you throw it out? Speaking of of throwing. Yep. Ricky Lee, because Australian Idol is back. She's she's wonderful. She is gorgeous, isn't she? Gorgeous. And um, an asteroid close to hitting Earth. NASA say a near miss. A near miss. But mm. it's not hitting us. Well, we found out um, what the size of the asteroid, size like a truck, what would actually do. Mm. How many walruses? How many walruses? You'll have to listen to find out. Or the girth of a <laughs> giraffe. giraffe. What a strange uh, joke today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, w- the WA town looking for doctors. Oh, are they ever? Yeah. A million dollar paycheck yeah. on the line. Not bad. And um, did your DNA result test surprise you? Yeah, or give you an extra parent you didn't know you had. Yeah. Um, that was a very cool story that we had from one of our callers this morning. Mm, have fun. All right. Uh, here, have a podcast. Have a great weekend. Catch your money, boat. Bye. Bye. I've always wanted to do one of these, and my mother-in-law got me one as a birthday gift at the end of last year. Yeah. And I finally uh, did it and sent it off and got the results back, and it's an ancestry DNA test. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. And I look, I if I'm completely honest... Um, I guess, and I don't know if a lot of people are the same when they send something off. I'm hoping to find something 
that makes it relatively interesting. I was just desperately hoping they weren't going to clone me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what do you mean spit into this? Okay. It's so Uh. funny that you say that, actually, because my brother and I were having a chat about this yesterday because I revealed it to the family. I got the results yesterday. and I revealed it to the family that's around the table, and he's like, man, they've got your DNA now. Like, you know, I was like, Jesus, it's just ancestry. But anyway. Um, But, uh, yeah, I was hoping for something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, something interesting, you know? Maybe... Maybe you, I don't know, you you find out that because um, my wife's English Welsh, mm-hmm. and I'm as I've said for years, a hundred percent Italian because I know that mum's from Calabria, dad's from Calabria, and everybody before that is from Calabria. So yeah, Calabrese is yeah. right. Um, so you know, it might have been cool to open this and go, "Whoa, why is there like seven percent Wales in there or something yeah, like that?" Cool. Right. Anyway, uh, turns out <laughs> I'm just Italian. That's it. <laughs> Have you got nothing else? What was the breakdown? Is there nothing else going on? Uh, no, there is. So, so 92% Southern Italy, so Calabria, right, which is okay. like, all right, 92. 92. 92%. Yeah, 92%. <laughs> There's a <laughs> There's, uh, Wow, that's intense. Um, 92% uh, Calabria. Um, 4% Cyprus. Okay. So the Greek. Okay, right? sure, yeah. Uh, 3% Aegean Islands. Okay. Which, have you heard of the Aegean Islands before? Well, yeah, because wasn't it like sort of, it's all just part of, sep- isn't it part of the separation, Pangaea and all of that? I don't know, mate. Oh, okay. Jeez. Pangaea? Well, yeah. You're going back a ways, aren't you? Oh, bad, yeah. Um, And 1% Sardinia. Okay. So, I and yeah, and exactly your reaction Where's right that? now. What's and this that? is the thing. Exactly your reaction right now. Is where it's Slovenia? like Slovenia? No, Sardinia. 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 S like as in sardines, but inia. Okay. Right? And exactly your re- reaction right now is kind of like. Oh, okay, cool. Still sounds Italian. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got an uh at the end. Um, but I know in some, like in a case like this, sometimes it can be, be careful what you wish for. Now, in my Ooh, case, yeah. it was like, all right, mate, good on you. You're just Italian. Got a bit of Greek somewhere in there, but you're just Italian, right? You did one. I did one. Yeah. And? I just discovered I'm a potato. You're a potato. I'm basically, uh, they said I'm 48% Irish, 48% English. And just when they thought, I don't know if she's white bread enough, they threw in 4% Norwegian Viking. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm as white potato as they can possibly come. There is nothing exotic going on in my family at all. Viking, that must be where the blue eyes come from. <laughs> okay. I'd like to hear if the DNA test results surprised you. I mean, you know, someone could legitimately call up and go, yeah, I was surprised because I found out I had a brother. Like, this stuff has been happening because the system links you on the computer to other people who have your DNA. And that's the other thing. Like, one of the interesting parts about this is there's a lot of names in there where apparently I'm like first cousins, second cousins, third cousins to people with last names I've never seen or heard from before. Um, Jason in Naranda, did the DNA test result surprise you? Yeah, well, um, both my parents are um, AB. And I'm B negative blood type. Apparently, that's like our one out of 10,000. Oh. So you someone very special, oh. Jason. Okay, so Jason, did you get that and then ask questions? And that's how you well, found out that's so rare? When I was younger, my sister kept saying that I was adopted, that I was adopted. But, you know. <laughs> Childhood taunt. But. I used to cop that as well. Especially because in my family, everybody's got really big hook noses. And oh, mine's right. flat. Oh. So I was like, where'd that come from? Uh, just a tight fit. Uh, Gail in Byford, <laughs> did the DNA test results surprise you? Hello. Hello, Hi, Gail. Gail. Hi, how are you going? Good. Good. Did you get a surprise from your DNA test? Oh, just a tad, yeah. Um, I found out who my birth father was. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. Gail, did you never know or did someone keep you in the dark about it or you just didn't know how to yeah, identify them? I never knew. No, I never knew. Um, it was kept a secret. Um, basically, mum had an affair and um, I'm here. So, <laughs> wow. Gail, what happened when you found out? Um, a huge shock. Um, I've met my birth father's side of the family. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2009 and I didn't... Um, I didn't know anything until 2017, so um, I didn't get to meet him, but I've met my half-brothers and, wow. um, yeah, and, and their family. So. <laughs> Did they, were they surprised to, to hear from you, Gail? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, they didn't wow. know anything about me at all. So, um, yeah, it was a huge oh, yes. surprise to everybody. <laughs> so, is your mum still alive, Gail? Did you have the chance to have that conversation with her? No, unfortunately, no. Oh, she passed sad. away in 2000. So, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a huge shock. Um, and a lot for yeah, you to I process just, on your own yeah. when you don't have yeah. your family there to talk about it. Wow. No, yeah, it's been huge. Are you okay um, with it? That you, like, you've, you've got that information now, but you processed? And... I've made peace with it all, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was a bit angry at first when it all happened because... I thought, like, well, you know, you guys should have told me this, but yeah. um, my mum had told her immediate siblings and that. Um, they knew, and that's how I found some information out um, by pushing and saying, you know, hey, come on, tell me something. And then um, it, it sort, of, sort of came out um, like that, and then I, I thought, well, I'll do the DNA test, and, um, yeah, it turned out that I'm... My God, um, major yeah. government organisations can't keep a secret as well as no. your family did. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> a lot of other people in my boat that have found similar things out. So, yeah. Yeah, we've had a few wow. calls come through like that, Gail. That's incredible. Thanks for yeah. sharing the story this morning. No problem. Thank you. Science chat. <laughs> Bunsen, Browning. <laughs> Mars, Pluto. <laughs> H2O. More like H2O. Whoa. Science chat. I love a bit of science it's chat. one of my favourite intros. It's good, isn't it? I think it's the way that it, that it says... Bunsen burner. Bunsen burner. It's kind of sexy, really, isn't it? It's kind of Bunsen burners. Oh, I love it. You know, it took me half a dozen takes to get that yeah. sexiness in there. Oh, Matt Woods from Perth Observatory joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Matt. Hey, guys. How are you going? Oh, good. How are your Bunsen burners today, Matt? <laughs> oh, they're going very well. That's good. Yeah, good hey, uh, mate, the reason why we wanted to get you on is we came across a story um, that, uh, surprisingly, I think was only discovered about a week ago. There was a, a comet. That was meant to pass, I think it might even be in about an hour's time or so, or maybe it has, but at least in the last 24 hours or around this time, um, stunningly close to the Earth. Is that the case? Yeah, so there's an asteroid called uh, 20, uh, 2023BU. Don't you love these names that they give them? <laughs> and it's going to zoom past Earth uh, about 3,600 kilometres uh, above the tip of South America. So it's going to happen in about 37 minutes. Uh, so, And it's, uh, it's, fly- it's flying by at quite a rate. It's, uh, it's moving at uh, 9. Uh, 9.3 kilometres per second, so maybe there's a Multinova that might capture it and uh, offer it a speeding fine. So, um, so yeah. I love, Matt, that uh, NASA have insisted 
that it will be a near miss uh, today with yes. no chance of the asteroid hitting Earth, which I would argue makes it not a near miss. <laughs> but what are you guys actually looking for? Those of you in the observatory, uh, in the observatory, what are you looking for in, in this time? Will there be something? Will you be able to see anything live? Unfortunately, the, uh, we won't see it here in in uh, Perth because uh, we've got daylight. But even if we were at night time, you'd need a really uh, t- a telescope tracking it uh, because it's it just doesn't give enough enough uh, doesn't reflect enough sunlight. They're quite actually really dark. They're like, they're almost like charcoal color. Uh, um, so. And uh, it's it's very very small as well. So it's it's compared. To, uh, I saw that Perth now were comparing it to the size of a uh, of a truck. And uh, I, I did love the image of of the um, hino flying p- uh, over the uh, over the globe. So that was that was pretty interesting <laughs> to see. Matt, should this is really like my interest in it? Should something like that, say for example, we miss it uh, and it does, you know, it, it hits us right. What what does a the size of a truck asteroid actually do to a cheeky little planet like ours? I'm really sorry to uh, to tell you, but uh, it's going. It, it would actually break up about probably about thirty kilometres above uh, the ground. So there. It wouldn't destroy a city. Um, it wouldn't destroy Earth. Um, there probably would definitely be a loud bang, and uh, people would. You know, you'd definitely get a lot of phone calls going. I and on also on Facebook's community group saying I definitely heard a bang, uh, but uh, and it, it actually happens. Usually, we on average we get about five uh, one of these every five years. Um, so yeah, so it's Earth gets hit by about a hundred tons of material each year. Oh, there you go. I'm yeah. very tons. resilient then. How much is 100 tons, Kim? We were talking off the air. Uh, uh, we were doing mathematics can, before off I, the air, man. Well, I can tell you that a, a walrus weighs about a tonne and a, ca- a camper trailer or a small electric car weighs about a tonne or two grand pianos. Right, so we get hit by about 100 walruses every year. <laughs> I got yeah. You. Okay, cool. I, <laughs> I think that I will continue to measure things in walruses That's moving forward. not a bad idea. Um, Matt Actually, Woods, it seems to be giraffes. Giraffes. Uh, there's been, yeah, there's been a few, uh, few articles where they've compared the size of uh, asteroids and, uh, and meteorites to, uh, to giraffes. So uh, it's yeah. always interesting See, which would, animal they come up with. I would argue that people don't really get the girth or the size or the weight of a giraffe. Yeah. Oh, we, really we could, I mean, we could talk about the girth of a giraffe all, all morning, <laughs> couldn't we, right? They're all, <laughs> they're all neck anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave this here. Oh, Matt, um, yeah, Matt, Matt Woods, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Appreciate it. Um, no worries. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. To catch up soon. We first fell in love with her in 2004 on Australian Idol. And although she didn't win the show, she certainly won our hearts. Now, almost 20 years later, she's the host of the new Australian Idol. Please welcome Ricky Lee. Hey, Ricky Lee, good morning. Hello, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Laying in bed in my robe. Oh, Don't want to make you jealous. But... Um, well, okay. you have. Way to kick it off. <laughs> okay, all right. Hang on a sec. Well, can I... Okay, before we even get to where, where it is I want to take this, right, I'm just going to drop something here. Yeah. Okay. I think it was close to 18 years ago when I first started on another radio station, 92.9. You were the first interview I ever did, and we spent most of the time talking about your knickers in your hotel room. <laughs> Stop it. 
No, I'm not even joking, Ricky Lee. I'm not joking. Classic culture. See, some things will never change. <laughs> and it's wonderful. But I was what? gonna, I was gonna ask you about your sleep I thing. Like, what was I talking about? It. What, what was did... I saying? Why was I talking about my undies? What's I, wrong with me? I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not even necessarily assured that it was your fault in particular. It could have been a what's wrong with me. So. Who no. knows? Look, okay. Ricky Lee, you're the real deal. You're honest. You're upfront. You've always been the same. That's why you're still out there. That's why you're still doing the gigs and we love talking to you. This is what we want. Oh, so funny. So funny. <laughs> it's just, you know, you just, you just got to be who you are, you know? I don't, I'm not fancy. <laughs> I like wearing tracksuit pants and, and songs. Like... I do, that's just who I am. <laughs> well, Ricky Lee, it feels like you're in good company with the rest of the uh, judges on Australian Idol because all of yes. them, people who are like, I'm walking to the beat of my own drum here, mm. you're welcome to participate yep. in the band, but, like, you know, don't get in my way. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really um, interesting observation. It's true. Kyle is Kyle. He's always been the way that he is and he's never going to change. Amy is exactly the same. Amy and I went to primary school together and we were like oh. best friends through high school and we've been friends forever. She's my oldest friend. Oh, wow. And she has, she has always been the same. And Megan's the same. Harry's the same. We're, we're just a, a cute little bunch of misfits. I like it. Yeah. How does it feel? Um, I mean, you're going to be hosting Australian Idol. How does it feel picking up the microphone and being on that side of things for a change, considering, you know, this is the, the show that found you? It's pretty amazing. It really is. Like, it's, it's, it's both surreal and, like, it's a real privilege as well. Like, to be the host of this show, is, it's really, it's a real honour to, to have been asked to do it and having been through the process and walked in the shoes of the contestants and I've I know exactly what they're going through and what they're feeling at every point of this. Are we going to see some of the uh, Australian Idol alumni come back for some special performances throughout the season? Ooh, well at this stage I don't know. Um, I'm sure they're, I'm sure, I, 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 I don't you know, have any of the details yet of those live shows and, and who the special guests are going to be. But I know there will be some special guests um, on all of those live shows, but I, c- I couldn't tell you who they are. Um, but I would imagine that there would be some, you know, some of the um, iconic Australian Idol contestants will be coming back, I'm sure, for some Nolsey. performances Pete. over Nolsey. this series. <laughs> Nolsey. Uh, but Pete, how I don't know if it's coincidental. I want to see Nolsey. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to see Nolsey bell-bottom oh, jeans, white sneakers, uh, yes, shirt that he, Southern yep, Cross tattoo. Southern Cross tattoo and flavour saver in all of his glory. Yes, yes. <laughs> we know people. We'll contact him. We'll see what we can do. Unreal. <laughs> I like it. Get it done. All right, mate. As you <laughs> mentioned. Get your people to talk to my people. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Australian Idol, Monday night on 7. Ricky Lee, thanks for joining us, mate. Back to it. Thank you so much, guys. Back in 2004, around about the time that uh, the iPod, those TV commercials where it was nothing but fresh colours on the back of the television screen and guys in shadows holding an iPod with their headphones in their ears was starting to play with some of this stuff going on. And the, I still the old school flat iPod where you had the swirly bit with your finger. Oh yeah, you had the di- you yeah, had the, the dial, dial on the on the front of it, right? Yeah. And the screen where the screen was just it was, it was black and white. Mm-hmm. And then um, the iPod Nano came out, and then the iPod Color and the stuff. The reason why I bring this up is because I've still got them. Like I've still got the original first 
generation one white iPod with the dial, and I've got the box, right? The cube box. And uh, because we've done this house move, a lot of our stuff has come out like come out to play, right? Because we've come across it. And so we're trying to sort through a lot of things. And I've got that and I've got two or three other iPods. That was the iPod I got for my 18th birthday. Why are you keeping it? Well, because you can't use it. Because for me, like there's just something, I don't know. I I love the tech. I think that tech was a game changer back in the day. Like that was, oh my God, look at this. You can have, instead of carrying around a, a Discman, which we still have, by the way. I found my wife's discman the other day, <laughs> and it still had a CD in it from the mid nineties. So it's kind of a sentimental thing for you. Well, like... it's more like a look how cool this is. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. But the only thing is, um, there's one person in particular in the house who didn't think it was that cool, and she came across it and pulled it out before we got to it. And mm-hmm. it's my daughter Mila, our six year old, and she came up to us the other day holding the Generation One iPod, the white one. And she held it up and she goes, Mom, because we were standing in the kitchen, is this a phone from the 80s? <laughs> I love the 80s. That's become the time period. Like I used to say to my parents, and I'm sure you did too, we were the generation that said to our parents, hey, in the olden days, yeah, yeah, yeah. did you used to do this and this and this? And now they just say, is this from the 80s? Yeah. The 80s is our olden days. <laughs> what was that, 40 oh odd God. years ago now? Thereabouts. So, oh my God. why can't you throw it out? Is what I'm after this morning. For any particular reasons. I mean, my my parents live on a quarter acre in Queens Park, yep. right? Which is unheard of. That'll tell you just how long that they've been there for now. Mm-hmm. And you go through their shed, and their shed's like a curiosity shop. Oh, like there's, I might it, drop in. There might be some things I could use. A few old vintage lamps and. Oh, some, that's you'll find that in I'm there. I'm into mid-century modern. Have they got anything? You'll find that in there. <laughs> all right, but they, they they just can't bring themselves to throw it out. Dad's even got this Weber, right? And he's he's got a Weber that the thing is a piece of pulp. Like there's the handles falling off it. Yeah. Like it's rusted. It's a it's an absolute bucket. But, it's but he his won't Weber. he won't throw it out. And the reason being is because it's attached to a memory. And he won that off the local video store that we used to go and visit <laughs> every Friday night when we were kids. This, this sounds like the most antiquated chat ever. Like we're talking about a time when there were video stores, iPods, iPods, Discmans. Like this is this is stuff. I'm getting the I'm getting the the gigglies around this stuff because I lo- like I love talking about this gear. Dawn in Craigie, what do you got for us? I've got a teddy that I was uh, bought when I was born by my dad. And basically had it just always on my bed as a teenager. And then the foot frayed and it's like a chamois leather. So because I was so upset, my dad sewed a patch on the bottom with chamois leather. And I've still got it. I can't part with it. And Dawn, is is your teddy looking a little worse for wear these days? He's pretty good shape, actually. Oh, I've always kind of been really gentle with it. So, no, the, it's pretty good shape. A little bit kind of worn in places where, you know, as a teenager, you kind of throw it across the room. But <laughs> other than that, it's pretty good. I was going to say, from all the cuddles you gave it and all the love you shared, and you're like, you know those times when I had a tantrum and threw it? <laughs> Dawn, how many years? Can we ask? 64. 64 years, Teddy. Lovely. Wow, that's awesome. Good on you, Dawn. Thanks for calling us this morning. Um, we've got Alma in Lakelands. What are you holding on to and why? I've got um, one of the original iPods, the Apple iPods that was my, hus- my late husband. It's just got 2,000 
of the songs he pre-recorded off an old computer and put them on there, and I'm still using it. Oh, good on you. And Alma, That's lovely. I can imagine, like, you'd pop it in and it'd be good memories of it, considering it's your late husband, right? Yeah, it took me a while to actually play it after he passed away, but um, it's lovely. I just I use it an awful lot and it's still oh. going strong. And, you know, the thing is there'd probably be lots of people with those cables lying around in their in their um, offices or <laughs> old drawers or whatever, except they always used to break on the end, didn't they? Yeah, like, they did, so yeah. It was always right. just the cable yeah. that falls apart. Oh, good on yeah. you, Alma. Yes, no, it's, it's great to have and I'll keep it as long as it, it did stop once and I was really panic stationed but my son managed to get through and fix it again but um, no I'll use it as long as it goes. Good on you Elma. Thanks for calling us Lovely. this morning mate. Have a good day. You're welcome. You have a good day. You've got quite the offer on your hands. Who wants a million bucks as your salary? Me. Um, I mean you do have to do something for it. What's that? Oh, you've got to be a doctor. I could be a doctor. Could you? Yeah. I couldn't. What not kind in a million of do- like years. GP? Like a, a GP. Like a doc- not a doctor of anything. No, just a GP. Okay. And of everything. Where is this job? Querreting. Where's querreting? Uh it's it's in the wheat belt. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's querreting or querreting. I think querreting. I've always said querreting. querreting. But um it's I've been there, it's beautiful. Um but they are really struggling. <laughs> is it really? Well for the wheat belt, yeah. I mean for you know what you're getting belt, yeah. in the wheat belt, but it's yeah. a, it's quite a quaint little place. Uh-huh. And uh, they are basically going, we're going to, we need a doctor. We can't not have a doctor. And mm. so they're prepared to put a million dollars up. Who's who's they? The council, the shire. So they've basically gone, look, we've got a massive problem. We know that if we don't have a doctor, then we're not going to be able to get a medical clinic. Then we won't have a hospital. We won't have a chemist. The list goes on. Yeah. It's going to be a big problem. So they went, there's a nationwide doctor shortage. Let's make it appealing. We'll put a million bucks on the line. So you, the doctor would end up with about 800000 because the other money goes to covering the staffing and the running costs of the facility. And also they give you free accommodation. You get a four-bedroom, two-bathroom executive family home as part of the package. Whoa, wow. Because they're desperate. That's insane. That's how badly, badly they uh, need a doctor. And if you stay... Like for one year, they'll give you like an extra fifteen grand, and if you stay for two years, you get another twenty three grand at the end of that as well. That's where we're at in the world, though, isn't it? When it comes to jobs, like because yeah. the because you know it's like across every industry, it's that bloody hard to get people. But I kind of wonder, I wonder if that's enough. I, I like, I wonder if you're a doctor, if that's enough to get you there. Because like even here, I know even here, trying to book in to see a doctor is horrendous. Yeah, it, of it's course, bloody tough. Cause... I mean, the discussions have often been too that like if we sweeten the deal by going, what job can we get for your partner? Mm. Or what job can we do? Because obviously a lot of people would have to relocate their families and their partners might go, I'm sorry, there's not a lot of work for me in querying. I don't know what <laughs> What job do. can mate, if I was a doctor's partner? <laughs> I'm sorry. Stay at home dad for life. That's your day. <laughs> if you're picking up $800,000 in a transfer worth a million and like a, a luxury house comes with as part of the deal, yeah. sign me up. Whatever you need me to do, hunt, stay at home dad. Look, easy. Not a problem. <laughs> I'm not getting a job. I'm not getting a job. No. Please. I think that's a really valid point. Two yeah. two hours and five minutes east of Perth. Tasting Completely it reasonable. Reading. Absolutely reasonable. Yeah. Well, Sign yourself you. up. Mix 94.5.